we supposed to... It's, well, it's supposed to make a man out of you, isn't it? Well, it depends which sex you are to start with. I mean, you have to meet them halfway. I'll go in there when I can screw a smile on my face. I'll lend you one of mine. Got a drawer full of them. If you don't mind, I rehearsed this as a single. And you're doing fine. Really. I know what's what just as well as you do. So why don't you just crawl back in your bottle of booze and pickle yourself? <laughs> hey, MASH fans. It's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny. And joining me once again... Meds. Gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 3, Fallen Idol. It's the 125th episode overall, written by Alan Alden, and directed by Alan Alda. Originally aired on September 27, 1977, and the production code is Y104. Hey, Radar. What's up? You look down. Well, to tell you the truth, can I talk to you guys? To tell you the truth, why not? Pull up a bunk. Thanks. Um, well, I'm very concerned about something which concerns my life here. What's the trouble, Andy? Well, I don't think that this place is turning out to be that great an experience for me. I mean, I work under terrible pressures, and there's lots of death and destruction and stuff, but other than that, I don't think I'm getting much out of it. I knew there was something wrong with this place. I mean, the Army's supposed to... It's, well, it's supposed to make a man out of you, isn't it? Well, it depends which sex you are to start with. I mean, you have to meet them halfway. Well, I'm just basically the same person that I was that I came in with. You think you could have run an outfit this big before you came over here? Well, that's just being a good clerk. What would you rather be? Okay, uh, now listen. This is just, uh, it's just talk. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's just sort of thinking out loud. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to be? Oh, a hot lover. Or even a cold one. I don't care. What makes you think the Army can help you with that? When my Uncle Ed came home from World War I, his mother could tell by the look in his eyes that he hadn't been a good boy in France. She cried for three days. I just know when I go home, my mother's going to take one look at me and chuckle for a week. Wait, are you working yourself into a froth over nothing? Oh, nothing, huh? <laughs> look, it's not such a big deal. Write yourself a weekend pass, borrow a Jeep, and go down to the Pink Pagoda in Seoul. Find some nice lady who reminds you of your father and let nature take its course. You mean go to the Pink Pagoda in Seoul, make friends with a lady, and let nature take its course? Well, that's another way of putting it, yes. Hey, maybe you're not cut out for a life of depravity. Stick to sniffing letters. Yeah, but I'm the only one that's going to leave this place younger than I was when I came in. So go to Seoul. Get it over with. You, you mean actually go to Seoul and, you know... A little you-know never hurt anybody. Some of our greatest presidents did you-know. So let him wait till he's elected. Don't rush him. Who's rushing him? He's over 12. Radar, relax. When the time is right, you'll go. Your glasses are fogging. Go. Okay. Okay, I will. Next week. Now. Okay. Okay. Now. And plot summary for this episode, Radar has always looked up to Hawkeye and admired him as his hero. But after suffering a jeep accident en route to R&R at Hawkeye's request, Radar questions his own hero worship, particularly when he and his hero have a falling out. 
Well, who's next? I'm nearly finished. We're real proud of you, Speedy. Uh, wife. How's it going, Hawk? Huh? How's it going? I can't talk. I'm operating. Oh, where is the badinage of yesteryear? Shut your hole, Charles. What's eating him now? This breakfast session caught us a little off guard. Aren't you over here on the American plan? <laughs> well said, Colonel. Pertinent and pithy persiflage. Oh, poop poop a doo Who's got free hands? What's the matter? I need somebody to suit you this mesentery while I step outside for a minute. Hold it in. Stand on one foot like the rest of us. Look, I'm not kidding. Charles, are you free? Yes, but I don't see why this should come off my time. You know why just as well as I do. Have a little heart. Winchester, get your persiflage over there. Pierce, go out and come in again. Let's get on with this. If you'll excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, with your very kind permission, uh, I, uh, uh... What is it with him? We got home kind of late last night. Well, kind of late this morning. And you think he may have poisoned himself on the hors d'oeuvres at Rosie's Bar? Well, that's just dandy. Colonel, you know nothing like this has ever happened before. It better not be happening now. Baker, tell Pierce to get back here. Too sweet. He's a little indisposed right now, Colonel. Indisposed? He's laying over an oil drum, throwing up. Well, well, well. How the mighty have fallen. And for our guest stars, we have Francis Fong, who plays Rosie. This is Francis's second and last time playing the role of Rosie. And Patricia Stevens returns as Nurse Baker. And we have a new nurse, Robin Riker, who plays Nurse Perry. A happy 91 credits to Robin's IMDb page, including Anger Management, Boston Legal, and Fantasy Island. And Levy Gilman plays GI number one. And Gilman was born on April the 3rd, 1950, in New York City. An actor and producer known for Final Destination. That's a great film, that is. Uh, <laughs> cool Runnings, an equally good film. And The Woman in Red. Brilliant film. Those are three <laughs> top banana films that should be on at Christmas time. Or Easter. <laughs> or any other, <laughs> any other time of the year. And then I have GI number two, played by Michael Talbot. Michael is most well known for playing the role of Detective Stan Swiddick in Miami Vice. Yeah, not, not as good as Larry Gilman. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be fine. I even put a little extra muscle in your arms so you look good at the beach. How long am I going to be laid up, sir? Sir? Are we being kind of formal? I mean, after all, I did walk barefoot through your pectorals. Can you do that? Yeah. Oh, good. He had to leave the OR this morning. That's right, I did. Somebody said you had to go outside and throw up. That's right. How come? Well, I've always wanted to barf on Weijiang Bu, and I just thought the time was ripe. Wouldn't be anything else, would it? No, unless it was the fact that most of my blood came out of a scotch bottle. I wouldn't know about that. I'm not a doctor. But I am, so I'm not allowed to be human. Is that it? You walked out on a patient, and Major Winchester had a finish for you. So? I'd have done the same for him if he was sick. Well, a lot of people don't look at it like you were sick, Hawkeye. A lot of people look up to you here. They admire you, and they kind of feel like they want to be like you. And, gee, when you walk out on an operation, they kind of feel like you let them down. If they can't depend on you, well, they figure, well, maybe there's no point in depending on anything. Look, you can't lay all that on my shoulders. Don't you know how much this place stinks? Don't you know what it's like to stand day after day in blood? In the blood of children? I hate this place. 
And if I can't stand up to it to your satisfaction, then, then the hell with it. How dare you? The hell with your Iowa naivete and the hell with your hero worship and your teddy bear. And while you're at it, the hell with you. Why don't you grow up for crying out loud? I'm not here for you to admire. I'm here to pull bodies out of a sausage grinder, if possible, without going crazy, period. Come on, cut it out. Stop it, will you? You ninny. All right, time to discuss this episode. I think I will start us off. I really, really enjoyed this episode. I gave it probably one of my highest ratings. is like a 9 mm. out of 10. Just because I, you know, I'm a huge Radar fan. I mean, Radar's right there with Potter for me. Uh, and this is a really Radar-heavy episode. Uh, lots of emotion. And they're very dramatic. There's hardly, I don't think there's very little comedy in this at all, this episode. Mm. Um, you can definitely tell Alan Alda wrote it. Because oh, he yeah. always tends to do the the darker episodes, especially for him, for his character. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when it's revealed that it's Radar... I mean, even though I knew it was happening because I've seen this episode many, many times, it's still it, you're like, oh, crap, you know, radar's on the table and is bloodied and, mm. you know, what's going to happen? All right. Come on, get him in here. Shoulder wounds. Uh, get some plasma. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me look at his chest. BJ! Coming, mother. BJ, it's radar. Two oh my God. What did I do to him? You didn't do anything to him. He's hit by mortar fire. Is his chest all right? I don't know. Let's look around in there. Get him in there and prep it. Dumb, stupid thing. I sent him through the middle of a war on a date. Come on, let's check the rest of these guys. Could have killed him. What the hell was he doing out there in a Jeep anyway? What a waste. I'll go and see how bad it is as soon as they get him to sleep. I'm going to work on him. Let's let BJ do it. You don't look all that relaxed. I'm working on him. Okay, fine. I love, love, loved when uh, Potter came into Hawkeye and started yeah. berating him. Mm. Uh, and then you had Margaret come in and start yelling at him, and then she got in a fight with Potter. And Yeah, the competitive rowing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought was so great, but... What the hell's the matter with you? Are you nuts? I think I must be, yes. I think you are. I no sooner give you a lecture on one patient than you go in and try to destroy another. Maybe we should aim you at the Chinese. I'd like to talk to you. This ought to be good. What is the matter with you? Just a minute, Major. I have something to say on that subject. Just hang on. You'll get your turn. I'll get my turn. I'm the commanding officer. I beg your pardon, Colonel. Please go right ahead. Thank you. Your behavior is incomprehensible. Again! You have a boy there, fresh out of the cornfield, who is highly vulnerable and impressionable, not to mention the fact that he worships you. Although why, I can't see. And you make this kid the target of the most bellicose barrel full of bull Durham anybody's ever heard you utter. And I, for one, have heard you utter plenty. If you don't mind, I rehearsed this as a single. And you're doing fine, really. Gee, Major, I appreciate that. Now, will you clam up? This boy's been told he's nothing more than a pimple on a flea by the man whose opinion he values more than anyone in the world. And I think you damn well better do something about it. Now, what do you think? I think you're right. What? I never got to say anything! But Hawkeye looked miserable. I mean, you can tell he felt bad for for yelling at, uh, at Radar. But, you know, but I, I, part of me understands why he did it. Oh, yeah. No, you know, absolutely. There's no, I mean, no. I think it was just. I don't. I didn't feel like. I didn't feel like Hawkeye was a bad guy, and I felt 
it was weird that everyone was just so on him about it. Just because I guess Radar is the sweet, wholesome, why would you yell at him type of thing. Well, it's because he's a child at the end of the day. He's a, 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 a guy who lives, who's been brought up on a farm, who's, you know, he's old, his, his world is surrounded by a teddy bear and a comic book, which is it's no true. thing because we all collect comic books. Um, but he's, the, in MASH, uh, you know, there's, there's a bit like we talked on the last episode with, with Winchester, with the, the class system. Mm-hmm. Everyone represents a part of America in MASH, right? And yes. Radar represents the whole good wholesome american young child futures ahead of him he don't drink he drinks grape nay high into comic books you know it means what it's what we have over here in in england you know when american comic books first come over here the 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 kid on the back page where you've got the advert for the x-ray specs and stuff and he's got this like really freckly face with ginger (laughs) hair and you know we all think that's what americans look like and uh, and and so that's what he represents. And so the the you know Hawkeye having a go at him is literally you having a go at the American kid. Yeah. And 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 that's the reason why it works because he represents this person who is the wholesomeness of what war you know shouldn't be about. You know, it's the protecting kind of thing. Again, like we said before many time, Mash is about Vietnam. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. And and any kind of brutality that we have with war, with like stuff like Hiroshima or whatever, when you see the picture of the child running down naked with the mm-hmm. flesh burnt, it's the most iconic image in the world. Yeah. No question about it, okay? So that's what radar represents. Radar oh, represents yeah. children of war. And that's, that's the, whatever you do, and people can argue, but he does. He's the innocence of war. Oh, and, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And so, but of course, because of that, you can't have naivety. And I think Hawkeye's. I'm sorry to sorry to butt in on your your point. Now, so I That's fine. Just it's good stuff. Um, but Hawkeye's jump in when he has a rant is what we'd want. It's what we are thinking at the same time. Is mm-hmm. how dare you? How dare you think I'm this person? Because yeah. we all know it's an act. You know, Hawkeye, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. joking at that, and that's his natural persona. But we all know, throughout the whole of these six seasons of MASH, we've all seen his downside and his, his ability, you know, his, his dependence on alcohol to get through the day. Mm-hmm. And we've all seen his, you know, his want to be neat, you know, that he's, he's womanizing is because he wants to be looked after. And we've yeah. seen it. And, and, and suddenly it's dented by Radar having a go at him. And like anything, anyone who has criticism, like when we get a bit of criticism on our podcast, when we doing it it doesn't matter how hard we are it still hurts oh yeah and yeah you're gonna react and there you see a reaction for it you're right but it's so you're perfect right. so perfect. Yeah. yeah 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 i mean i because even father mulcahy go has around at at hawkeye i wonder if i might uh uh have a seat one i just left radar now, now hawkeye please accept this in the spirit intended you're under enormous pressure here, and I, I just want to know one little thing. Have you lost your mind? Father, you don't know how sorry I am. I mean, that, that boy is lying there in a hospital bed with tubes sticking out of his body, and you, you, you call him a ninny? Father? I'm incensed. I am outraged. Where's your decency, man? Your, your humanity? I am acrimonious. Father? I'm not a man given to physical demonstrations of emotion. But let me tell you, I am persuaded to violence. Go ahead, Father. Well, I think I will. I'm glad you let it out, Father. Well, as a matter of fact, I found it particularly unsatisfying. 
And if you want to know the truth, it's entirely possible I've broken my toe. Gee, you have a marvelous effect on people. Oh, that annoyed me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because I'm sorry, because William Christopher is William Christopher, isn't he? When you see William Christopher interviewed, right, it's Father Mulcahy. Oh, yeah. He I don't know, yes. Has he been in anything else apart from After Mash? Probably not. No, but I bet you any money he's playing the same character. <laughs> because he his, wife is in, his wife is in MASH when they had that singing episode, which, yeah. which was frankly horrendous. Um, and, then, and, then you see, and then you see, and in real life, I think he, he, he owns some kind of, you know, you know, nice place for people to go if they're having a bit of a da- you know, bad time. So yeah. it's like when he comes in and you go, and you, you know, he just comes in and you, you half expect him to say jocularity at some point. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't. What I would have preferred, what I would have actually liked to have seen, is, I mean, Winchester just gives him a bit of a snow mark. Would, would have been BJ kind of having a bit of a go, but I suppose thinking about it, you need someone on his side. He and, needs, yes. And, and actually, Hawkeye's rant isn't, like what you said, what you, what you said earlier on, he's, he's right. No, he's, that's he's the thing. It's, it's not yeah, a it's, thing. It's, he was justified saying it. Yeah, but no one, of course, no one else heard what Vader had said. That's true. Yeah, so really, actually, that kind of like, made me dislike Vader. I don't dislike Vader, I don't get me wrong. But that kind of made me dislike his character at yeah. that point because it's sort of like... And, but then again, like I just said, he's the child. It's what kids do. Yeah. So you look at him going, you spoiled little shit. You've just gone <laughs> and said this. Yeah. You know, and he's rightly turned around and said, how dare you? I'm not a hero. Hawkeye's never said yeah. he's a hero. In fact, he hates that kind of thing. And yes, he's looking up to him. But like everything, you know, you, you're in the in the business of, of of film and TV. So you, you've met many of people who are famous. Yeah. And here's the whole scenario of never meet, never meet your heroes. Yep. It's very rarely. So you get to disappointing. Meet of all the people that I've met, I think, uh, uh, and I've met a few, I can probably count on my hand three of them. Yeah. Who, who I actually turned around and said, oh, man, they were great. And that was Richard E. Grant, Michael Palin, and Chris Barry. <laughs> <laughs> All the others were like, you know, they've got a job to do and that's it. But yeah. it does teach you, don't, you know, be careful about meeting your heroes. Yeah. Yeah, and the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Radar getting the Purple Heart and mm. Hawkeye saluting him. Right. <laughs> um, you know, do you not like that? No. I like the salute. Okay. You don't think he should deserve the purple purple, purple heart? No. Why? For going for (laughs) R&R? What's that? There's people people out there running under fire getting shot and trying to save people. You're right. He he gets what? Jeep overturns just because he's going for a bit of a in Tokyo? (laughs) What? Really? (laughs) Come on. If that's the case, mate, I need need a purple heart myself for for falling off my bike the other day. Because that kind of thing kills kills what the what the purple heart is. Because the purple heart is something that is. I don't think. I mean, I might be corrected, but I'm sure it's not given out willy nilly to people. I'm, I'm sure. No, it's it for people a, who are injured in the line of duty. Yeah. So you know, it's it's going, it's almost like like Frank having his purple heart because he he um he stubbed his toe. Yeah, but you I think I mean? again, I think. And how they did he did get it? it? I think that because Hawkeye put it in for him. And oh, I think so, they, so they just gave it to him because of, I don't know, it's not. I, I think, I think I, but I think it goes back to what you were saying, that, you know, he's the mm. child, he was injured, and they're trying to lift his spirits, so they gave him a Purple Heart for it. You know, because to him, that is something Yeah, but cool. It's like giving the, a kid a toy. Earlier in the episode, Radar wants to be a hot lover. I can think of something else he wants. 
Lava than a purple heart, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, <laughs> purple dress may be. <laughs> I'm not talking about Klinger. Uh, all right, salute. Let's at least talk about the salute, because that's very rare does Hawkeye ever actually salute people. Now, that was good, because exactly what you So this just shows say, the respect you know. that he has for Radar. Yeah, and he, he only does that... Uh, you know, he only does that. You know, he only does it like twice. Far, far between, you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't do it, and and for him to do that, like they did it with Henry, you know, yeah, um, that 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 does mean something. That is really important because he, you know, he's saluting him, I, and also that you know, the I really like the bit with the the conversation in Rose's bar about the weather. Hi, sailor. You come here often? Oh, hi. Mm. Sure is some stretch of warm weather we're having. Yeah, it uh, really uh, has been warm. It's been uh, very warm. Yeah. Did you try that breakfast this morning? The sausages were ice cold. Yeah, I heard about that. I just usually give them a sniff, you know, but uh, I, I heard they were... Really cold. Yeah, they were really cold. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure, is some stretch of weather. Warm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. The awkwardness between them, and we've yep. all we've all been in that thing where you've had an argument with somebody, and you're trying to make up, but you you're not quite sure how to you know to get into the conversation. <laughs> And that, that was brilliant, you know what I mean? That, yeah, that was, that very was well done. How's everything going here? Oh, sir, I was just thinking about you. Uh, I was going over the duty roster in my head, and I think if I had some paper, I could get it out for you. Oh, that's okay, Radar. Rest your roster. Klinger will work on it. I understand you and Hawkeye had a little to do. Yes, sir. He's very fond of you, Radar. Oh, really, sir? You know, they say time heals all wounds. It's true. But next week when you're up and walking around, you may run into Hawkeye, and you'll probably start talking about the weather or the food or something. And before you know it, you might realize he's the same guy you always liked when you looked up to him. In fact, you might even like him better, now that you can see him more uh, eye to eye, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you're trying to say, sir. Well, good. We'll see. Okay, let's do some behind the scenes. I have very few. I think Mez had the first one. Yes, uh, this is one of the few times that Hawkeye ever saluted anyone was after he gave Radar this purple heart that we talked about. The next and last time he salutes Radar is in the episode Goodbye Radar Part 2. And of course, Hawkeye and BJ saluted Colonel Potter in Goodbye Farewell and Amen. And as well to Henry Blake in his final episode. Yeah, does it very rarely. Mm. Uh, we have uh, Hawkeye Sings, part of Over the Rainbow, from The Wizard of Oz, of course. And Alan Alder received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Writing in a Comedy Series. Look, I'd like to say I'm sorry. This whole thing probably never would have happened if I wasn't so guilty about getting you wounded in the first place. Well, gee, that wasn't your fault. And if you really have to worship the ground I walk on, I guess I can take it. Well, that's okay. Um, I'd just soon not. Oh. Okay, that's nice, too. 
One grape, one knee-eye. One beer. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Meds. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And we have a website and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button, or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geekyfanboy, and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so uh, I think we both agree this is definitely a stellar episode. Oh, yeah, it was very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, all these, uh, we had, what, three in a row that were just amazing, so... It was, uh, a, it was a good good second episode. The difficult second album, of course, is going to be let down by the terrible third album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Hey, Radar, it's not your birthday, is it? No, what? You just got some costumes ruled from President Truman. I think he's sweet on you. Huh? Okay if I nail that on? Hey, that's a Purple Heart. Oh, good. I hate it when presidents get fresh. Wow, a citation. Wonder what my mom's gonna say. She'll probably say her boy has changed over here. And she'll be right. Yeah, I guess so. You still gonna talk to us now that you're a hero and everything? Oh, sure. I still talk to ordinary people. Raider, I'm gonna do something now I've hardly ever done before. You're not going to kiss me, are you? Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Don't get hurt again, will you? It's probably what my mom will say. a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. mash fans now as some of you know myself and kenny have our own individual podcasts and my podcast is called waffle on podcast and we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world so if that's your cup of tea or martini then why don't you follow us over on itunes stitcher radio or of course from podbean you can find us at waffleon.podbean.com and we would be honored if you would join us 
MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license. All rights reserved. An actor and producer. <clears throat> Michael is most well known for playing the role of Detective Stan Switkit? Swit? Switek? Switek? Switek. And Ulan Alder. Oh, no, he didn't. And Ulan... Oh. Thank you.